always love comedy. Every time I stand up, the jokes under my What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing out there? We're back at the Blank Sutra podcast. I'm your host, Carlos Reyes, with my also awesome co host, Cameron Dorsey. What's up? <laughs> and uh, today we also have another human being in this room, um, Brendan fucking Porter. What's up, guys? What a legend you are to be here, bro. Yeah. I Thank feel, you guys so much for having me. I feel me. like magic just like radiating. Wow. You're looking already. sweet really good, a plate dude. of yams wow. with extra ready to syrup, play a show. Brother. That's what's up. You're right looking... off the bat, you guys are really just uh, you're selling this to me. We got to wine and dine you. Yeah. You know? Carlos, I must say you have a voice. You both have voices for radio. Thanks. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you didn't say like faces for radio. I'm <laughs> tempted. I tempted. That's okay. That's okay. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's okay. But no, I, I really yeah, appreciate thank that. Thank you very much. All our closest friends have just been like pouring like love, not only to like the podcast, yeah. but also just like who we are as people, mm-hmm. what we do on the reg. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I don't know how, I don't know what else to say, but, um, Cameron, do you got uh, something oh, yeah. important? I know your day has Bre- been yeah. magical. I mean, hey. Brendan. Yes. What's I, up? Do you mind? This is your time, and I, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but I had I, I received a note uh, from somebody special about the Blank Sutra podcast, and I, I, I haven't read it yet, but I would like to like debut it here. Would you mind if I took... Who's it from? It's from my grandmother, actually. Yeah, I'd prefer if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay, please. thank you. I would love to hear what your grandmother has to say. Okay, so uh, all the way from North Carolina, uh, she says, My dearest Cameron, yo, it's like 10.30 a.m. and I am tripping. <laughs> Heavy tripping. Like, holy fucking shit, I am gone <laughs> off them psilocybin mushies. <laughs> I took like five grams. <laughs> I thought these were weak, but boy, oh fucking boy, I am seeing weird ass patterns on my hand as it writes these words. I'm listening to Wave by Antonio Carlos Jobim, and it is made for this shit. Dude, that was hardcore. I've had, <laughs> I've had this debate recently. Like, are these songs inspired by mushrooms, or do mushrooms <laughs> literally make any single thing better? That's probably more true. I'm not trying to sound like some mushroom loser whose whole world is wrapped up in this shit. It's just fucking true. I want to use this as a means of documenting my thoughts and feelings during a trip. Boy, this is gonna be dif- this is gonna be difficult to describe at the same time experience it. As you can tell, I'm fucking tripping my dick off. (laughs) Grandma. Sort of past fucking all signs of sentient life. She usually doesn't curse this much. This music was definitely made with mushrooms in mind. Holy shit. It's hard to describe. Nothing visual, usually never straight up visual hallucinations. In any case, I am feeling the hum. You know what I mean? (laughs) Holy shit. This music is slapping. Uh... Yeah, she goes on for a little while. I'm I'm quite worried at this point, but um, <laughs> she said, uh, I have to remind myself how to spell. Jesus Christ, I'm barely hanging on to reality at this point. The tears that stream from my eyes are tears of love and joy for all. 
a squirrel just scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> holy, holy, holy is our Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. I am fucking tripping so hard right now, my goddamn. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Well. Grandma. Wow. Yeah, what do you think about that, Carlos? I'm I'm worried. Worried? Like, uh, I think that's an understatement. Yeah, what is she? Uh, I don't know what she gets up to nowadays. Like, like these retirees. Yeah, Grandma is more braver than me. You get a lot of time on your yeah. hands, and I guess you take mushrooms. And it's, Five grams? Yeah, oh, dude. Sitting. Does I, she normally speak in that, like, Zoomer sort of? <laughs> <laughs> Did mushrooms give her the, like, the, the Benjamin Button? <laughs> Mentally. All right. Um, you know, I guess I can't intimately say whether or not that's yeah. the case. I talk to her maybe three times a year. This is new. Yeah. This, this, that's new. Yeah. I've, I have never heard her speak okay. like that That's a before. new development right there. She yeah. said fuck a lot. Yeah, she did. And she took like the Lord's name in vain. She said she was tripping her dick off. Yes. Yeah. She being a woman, right? Who usually has like lady parts down there, so, like anatomically, yeah. Something's not adding up. I think this is a spiritual dick. Do you think it was metaphorical? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think she was tripping referring... my dick off. Could be like. I think she. Was, I understand. Yeah, she was talking about like communism. Okay. And, yeah. Like we're on the same page. Yeah, exactly. Dude, yeah. Mar Marxist are, economics. Those are uh, lyrics there for another video song. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Well, yeah. thank you in advance, She's Grandma. Help, yeah, Grandma's helping out with some content. Anyway, with all that business out of the way, uh, the proper introduction to our guest, Brendan Porter. How you doing, my brother? I'm great. I'm doing good. Yeah, Having dude. a good day. Fantastic. You're, you're quite the bass player, music producer extraordinaire. The whole town loves you. As I said before, you look sweeter than a plate of yams with extra syrup. Gosh, right now, and I, I wonder, because um, I know you basically from Speakeasy, and then we got the talking outside of Speakeasy. Um, but I, I wanted to know how you got started with those guys. With those guys, that was a, that was my college days. Um, we yeah. all met at USF St. Pete. It was kind of staggered. Um, Kay and Eric on keyboard and guitar, they uh, are a year older than me, and so they met there. And um, I met Eric whenever I joined, whenever I um, went to USF St. Pete, like 2017. And there's a, I'm, are you guys familiar with the the bar they have there, the tavern, Bayboro? Mm, on campus? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, but St. Pete. Well. USF St. Pete. Okay. No. I'm not sure if, I, I thought, did you? Go there at one point i've been there i don't know i haven't played there but i've been there yeah sure. so they they had this open mic this weekly thing and so i got familiar with the eric and, and the gang there and so just over time it just kind of naturally happened heck so. yeah it's beautiful did you guys already know like ahead of time what each y'all were going to play or was there like mm -hmm. a figuring out no because i was playing guitar primarily at that time oh okay and so and the same thing happened in my I had a high school rock band and uh there just wasn't a there wasn't a bassist anywhere. Not 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 a bassist here nor there. So uh You had to kinda, pick up the heavy ass cross that that's is right. the bass guitar. And... Twenty pounds. <sighs> yeah. Legit. I think mine's like twenty four. Okay. Twenty five, like two babies. Damn, oh, yeah. brother. Two yeah. babies. <laughs> you're probably, you're probably... <laughs> like, 
Imagine two babies just sitting like, weight, the weight in of comparison. It on your shoulder. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean the common <laughs> baby's like eight pounds. Is that not an like... American baby? I was thinking like sure. twelve. Yeah, that's a big baby. That's a big baby. Yeah, a like big... Out, I'm talking about fresh so, out of the out of the womb. Right. So imagine two of those. Damn. <sighs> I mean, it's pretty bad coming out of like your vagina. I'm sure, but carrying that. For Even like worse. three hours, arguably yeah. worse. Yeah, arguably like way worse. Just three hours. Yeah, dude. <laughs> nine Let months. Nine posh. Months. <laughs> Bullshit. Whatever. Who cares? My uh, shoulder hurts. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like anyway. <laughs> oh man, Brennan, you are a funny motherfucker, man. Right. Let me tell you. Um, okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean it. Serious, um, serious time. Yes, yes. Um. But you have made a recent foray into producing artists. And I have been over to your home studio lab. And, but you also have a professional location that you go to to work sometimes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Where is that? It's over in Ebor. It's an iconic sound factory. Dude, nice. Shout out to Iconic. That's a good name. Good name. It's a great name. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, who have you hated working with the most? <laughs> Just Probably. No, 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 no. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Name some of the artists that you have been working with. Leap it out. With. One of the first um, Tampa artists that I worked with whenever I was, when I, when I started um, production, I, I worked with friends here and there. Uh, Perception was one of the first people that really, you know, encouraged me to get into the scene. And um, he's been a longtime collaborator. And I, I, we always love working with each other. It's very easy. Um, some other favorites. One of my current artists is a uh, bishop. Yeah. His name is it. Yeah, Bishop Roundtree. He uh, is just super inspirational. The artists that I love working with the most are the ones that just it's really easy to like, you know, get some new idea, mm. um, some new 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 types of flow, new inspiration. Um, I, I've been working with the Fuss, which oh, is yeah, 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 yeah. that's um, Ray and, and Graham's project, and I uh, I love working with them. I just had Graham over last night. Um, Guy Average worked with him a lot. Hey, dude. Yeah, you're making a name for yourself. Bro. I I love these people in this scene. Yeah, you guys are so energetic uh, live. That was the the Hooch and Hive show was awesome. Yeah, were you there at that one? Yeah, I think you were running sound. Yeah, I was kind of yeah. like in 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 like getting um like computer to like record everything. It was right, just like I actually have to like stay out here because like I don't want to miss the actual like, performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys. Yeah. Were, like, Thank you, man. Thank you. Killing. That was great. Hopefully, you do um we're, we're I think we're waiting on some more shows soon, but I'd like to go up on stage with them again because they're they're super fun. Yeah, it seems like a, a pretty substantial vibe. Anytime. It's a vibe and yeah. a half. A vibe and a half? It's probably 1.5 vibes Oof. minimum. <laughs> Massive names on stage. Like, it's a... We're talking, like, close to, what, like, seven or, like, six members? Um, For that show, it, the, really, the fuss is just Ray and Graham. Yeah. Um, On vocals and guitar, respectively. But you MD'd that shit and brought in, like, fucking, like, five other motherfuckers. For that show, right? we had... um, So, Guy... Average is playing keys. I was playing bass. Natalie was playing drums. Cool. Mm. We had both the Nicks, Nick Ewing and Nick Bradle yeah. on violin and saxophone. Nick Bradle's been playing some speakeasy shows with us recently. Nice. We just did a, a couple of really cool shows with him. 
Uh, he's just ridiculous. His production work is sick. It's really sick. And the saxophone as well. Yeah. That one night was just like, first time I heard him, and it's like, I love, like, whatever this guy's doing. Like, yeah, there's crazy. some people that just have that Midas touch. Yeah, Just like whatever exactly. they add to your, your performance is just, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude. How, when you work with, like, a new artist, <clears throat> do you prefer them to come with, with pre-established songs? Or do you prefer to sit down with them and just conceive of something out of nothing? It depends on what their goals are. Um, I don't mind if somebody has something already. Uh, like rappers will come in sometimes with beats and they just want, you know, engineering work. They want me to record their vocals, add a little bit of production stuff. But I prefer to make things from scratch because I want them to tell me when and when they're not feeling something. Like I want a lot of creative input. I'm not very strict about that. I I want some. I I want to lend control when needed, as, so as to make the vibe just as as tight as it can be, as true you. to what they're feeling. Do you think you have a thick skin that if if somebody were to come to you and be like, "Yo, this sucks," you'd be able to just like breeze right through that shit and be like, "Let's figure it out." Well, yeah. um, it's hard to separate the ego. But not too recently, I had somebody be very honest and be like, okay, you know, I like this beat, but it's not what we're going for. We started from scratch. And it worked out for the better because I think the newest version is is a lot more close to the original intention. Oh, nice. So you do have to separate out the personality from the, the art itself. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. that, and how mature of you to to forthrightly... You know, share that. It's, Sometimes it's it's easier than more. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Than other times. Um, do you do you ever talk about like the um, like I use the I use the term mission statement a lot recently, but like what what the intent is behind what you guys are recording, like not just like instrumentation and like the nuts and bolts sort of shit, but mm -hmm. are you talking about like? You know, I want this to sound like this era or, you know. All of that's helpful. Yeah. I, I love references. Um, I want to know what you're listening to. I want to know what adjectives describe what you're trying to express. Because sometimes, you, I mean, like artists feel different things all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's my job really to capture that and make it palatable. Yeah. And send it out to the world. Rain in that otherwise sometimes chaotic energy oh yeah sometimes it is like an organizational thing yeah. like organizing their thoughts you got especially any, with lyric writing you got any war stories dude <laughs> you got any crazy ass situations where you can omit names and... almost lost your leg almost lost my leg i'm trying to think of like the the nearest analog to that within music production um it, it beyond a certain point it just doesn't happen like it just doesn't like if we can't make something work, then it's just not meant to be. Mm. How long have you spent on something for it and just not to work? Like, like what's the longest? Not too long. Okay, cool. I don't, I don't like, I think it's, the vibe is pretty pronounced if it's not going well. Yeah. Um, or if, but I, I, I never really allow it to get to that point as, as far as I can. Um there, there are some artists where I've just had one session with them, and it was just like, okay, maybe in the future, this, this is not, uh, one of us is not in the right position for this to work out. 
Gotcha. It's never personal. Yeah, no, just, no, no, no. Time. No. Yeah, time, focus, maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, so you're a no one to hold them, no one to fold them sort of guy. Who wrote that song? <sighs> Is that Kenny that... Rogers or some shit? I was going to say Dolly. You got an old Dolly? No one to hold them. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. He transported himself back to 1980. Yeah. And he wrote that shit. He did. Wow. Speaking of which, have you heard of his new album? Yeah. um, I'm kind of curious about your thoughts about it as well. But I I liked it. I thought it was okay. I think it's much better than the shit he was putting out. No shade to Little Yachty, but I mean... Hope you don't have him as a as a guest anytime soon. He's gonna he's gonna hear this. Well, no, no, no. By then, when we have him on, this will be very deep. <laughs> <laughs> this will be deep in the archives. <laughs> there will be deep no archives. Yeah, dude. Unless he's a <laughs> rabid fan, which you know. Anyway, um, I mean, I I hadn't really heard intimately his stuff beforehand, but I just lumped him in with the SoundCloud. Mom- to mumble Era. rap, yeah. new new gen, yeah, that entire just like realm of music, and right. so I didn't give it a second thought. But my my friend Hunter, actually, uh, we were talking on Instagram, and he was like, "Yo, I know it's gonna sound weird, but Lil Yachty put out a new album, and it's actually pretty fucking good." Mm-hmm. And like I, I looked at the album cover and the fact that it's like probably AI generated art. It is, yeah, yeah, and that's awesome to actually me. sebastian um from miro i don't know if you know him the sabby slaps oh yeah bass yeah, 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 yeah. he uh collaborated with somebody else they put out uh i think for his okeechobee concert lil yachty they made artwork for it mm. and like lil yachty like repost it and it's also ai driven oh that's cool yeah so that i remember whenever they that album cover came out they were talking about like Dude. that was at like the heat of the or the height of the ai debate yeah, it's really cool and it's really scary. There's yeah, a lot AI. of uh, artists that are doing that with the covers. Yes, yeah, right. Because um, you just mentioned like little Yachty's doing one for the the concert. I forgot who Okech- else. Yeah, for Okeechobee. Yeah, um, and yeah, I I get you, Cameron. Like, yeah, it's kind of scary, but also kind of like useful in certain like altitudes of it. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, for sure. Like Chat GPT. Yeah, it's crazy. For sure. It's my my one of my uh, friends sat me down and showed me. Just how that works the mm. other day. And I was like, dude, they're going to like, like computers are going to think us out of existence. Like, it, I definitely think that's a possibility. That is super like tinfoil hat bunker have At this an ass point cam. Now, I, I think that's pretty reasonable to think. Dude, like they already got like Skynet. Yes. Okay. But like more, <laughs> intele- but like more intellectual. I had a conversation with some friends about this in a way that I brought in. Again, I was pretty like stone. Okay. <laughs> I brought in this idea. So the hypothetical is that if we get AI to get to the point where it's almost like humans, I can see that happening. But what if it's not rogue programming that, because you know, like machine learning is basically just learning from like. Mm-hmm. already existing sets of information you know mm-hmm. like if you tell me how you know how many walruses and all that stuff it's just you know pulling information that currently exists yeah so instead of it being like a rogue program that completely makes it just go bonkers to humanity what if um it's just us that treats it like shit and it just becomes like really smart in politics decides to run for politics then decides to conquer the world like 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 becomes 
self-sovereign in and of itself and it's yeah, like man i'm like, not gonna take this shit voting anymore. rights uh people can marry robots it's gonna the world's gonna get kind of weird at some point where people can marry robots have you seen her yes that movie <laughs> yeah. fucking broke my heart it was yeah. it was good it was good i love him i i i loved it it's just like walking phoenix yeah amazing actor spoiler alert the part at the end when he's like on the stairs and all the people are rushing by and he's like wait so you're like talking to fucking six million other people right. as intimately as you're talking yeah. to me and she's like yeah <laughs> did i not like no that? yeah no, exactly. no remorse or anything i just uh, i was like oh dude yeah that's it i mean you know and that's at scale that's like a, a scale that we have no concept of <sighs> kind of like a ex machina yeah i love movie? that one love it too. that yeah, movie was favorite. crazy yeah yeah I, same thing like no remorse it just well i mean hey it's it's yeah like you said machine learning i think empathy can be learned and so yeah. it's gonna be interesting i, I feel like there's gonna be a, a huge spectrum of what technology is going to be susceptible to empathy it could learn it could uh i guess be programmed in some yeah way. it's it, it's fucking crazy or could it yeah. I feel like even that, like, we have no idea what's going to come in the next 20 years. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, like, pyramids and all that stuff, like, took, like, between several thousands of years. And then with, like... I how, could do it quicker. Yeah, with how things are, like, changing now. Like, uh, 20 years ago, I didn't even have a cell phone like that. Right. You know, it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Now it's quickly becoming... Exponentially... That's yeah. the right way. Advancing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, like, there's, I, I haven't seen it, but I know the gist, but like 2001 A Space Odyssey, when they create the computer called HAL, mm -hmm. that is basically like Stanley Kubrick or whoever wrote the intellectual property of 2001 A Space Odyssey, foretelling that this computer, this computer will gain sentience, like, you're saying, Carlos, like it'll become its own self-sovereign thing. And then like one day when the humans are like, all right, computer, do this. The computer's just like, no, 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 <laughs> no. I, don't you. Think, I don't think I will do that. Like yeah. I kind of got you by the balls right now, right. you know? And it, I mean, it is interesting to think of it like running for office. I'm not even sure if that'd be ne like necessary. I feel like you yeah, can subvert... paint this dystopian picture for me, Brendan. Come on, I like brother. the. Have you seen um? So the Matrix. Oh, hell remember yeah. they have like an anime, like the Animatrix. Animatrix. I yeah, have you seen, seen that? that? I had a DVD long time ago. It's cool. I watched it when I was really, really young, and it kind of fucked me up. Because um, <laughs> like, it, it's like one of those like. And here you fringe, are. Yeah, here. Yeah, here we are today. But um, I think the the general concept is that. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but so there were robots that were workers and there was essentially AI driven like slave class robots that very slowly over time, different social events happened and caused more of like a, a social movement mm. and very slowly it built up to self-sustaining um, robotic infrastructure. Mm. Within the robot community themselves? Yeah. Okay. I, I think one scene I remember is a robot. There was a viral video or something of this robot being abused. and then, Or maybe one of them ended up killing a person in their apartment. Yeah. Uh -huh. I believe I remember that. And other robots were like observing and kind of 
um, kind of working in a in a similar like state to how human like social movements kind of oh, develop hmm. over time. Okay, I don't. I mean, that I remember just enjoying the take, but no, for that. sure. Yeah. I I uh, in the realm of video games, there's there's a recent video game made came out like maybe like five years ago called Detroit Become Human. I remember hearing about it. Yeah, it's made by the same people that made Heavy Heavy Rain. Okay. Yeah, that that it's the story driven. A lot of like, um, what are they called? Like quick like time, quick time events and right. choices. You yeah. know, like your choices Press X have a great bearing on the story. Close the door. Right. And there's like seventeen <laughs> endings. You know yeah. that sort of shit. But it's based around um, machines gaining sentience in Detroit, and it follows one. I think it's like three separate machines being followed. And the first one, like kind of main character is their, their first generation of like machine cop, but like machine detective mm-hmm. that they roll out. And he's working with oddly enough, the dude who plays Mr. Krabs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a different story if it was Mr. Krabs? That would be nuts. That would, that would be crazy. That, I would play that. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, but he like it's them like buddy cop movie type shit where the the you know mr Krabs character is like i don't like him he's fucking he's a bleep bleep robot you know like <laughs> it's just being kind of an asshole right. and the i don't know you, you by inhabiting these characters you choose whether like you get that old detective killed or if you like win him over with right. your kindness and show mm-hmm. him that you're human and there's another one uh where like this artist old old time like older artist has a servant robot who he treats very well um but he has a son who's like a piece of shit and just wants to inherit his empire uh amassed through his like hard work and art and um a scuffle happens at the estate one night and like the old guy dies and no I know the son blames the robot and is like, fucking robot went crazy. It doesn't help that the robot is like brown. Uh, <laughs> and they throw his ass in the scrap heap. Oh, no. Oh, shit. And you kind of like work your way out of the scrap heap. And the third final leg of the story is like this real, like, uh, creepy fucking father of one girl um, orders like a housemaid robot and is like, you know. I just want you to cook and clean and allow me to drink beer and, like, take care of my daughter when she starts crying and shit, you know? And, uh, I, like, some shit happens, and the robot has to kill the dad, and then they have to flee across the country. So it's those three stories that, like, coalesce into one by the end of the game. Mm. It's very good. That was a long tangent about uh, mm. Detroit Become Human, but AI was a part of that. You know, AI is in that, and it's about the ethics of like mistreating robots, treating robots kindly. Which, to me, if I'm being honest, that's like a real big, like, sort of calling bullshit on that. Okay. If you take AI sentience, right, and you put it in some machine like one of those DARPA dogs. Oh, you're yeah, talking those... about the, the Boston Dynamics. The one, like yeah, the, the ones the robot that you, dog, spot. you yeah. kick them, where you kick them and they. They right. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get their bearings back under them and shit. It's yeah. creepy. It's learn to retaliate as hell. You know, if you put that thing in a room 
and you just hit it with super soakers full of fucking battery acid and beat it up. Is that really abuse? Hmm. I don't think it's abuse, but at a certain point, you should expect that that energy you're putting out is going to somehow work its way back to you. Yeah. I, I, like I, a mad I science. No, but you. at a certain point, I think it does become abuse, but that line is really blurred. If I mean, if the intelligence that's inhabiting that like corpus can't feel anything. I think at the level that you're describing, it's not abuse. Okay. But um, my girlfriend was showing me, it was something akin to chat GPT. Uh-huh. It was AI driven, like a conversation bot. Um, and it was, I was blown away by it. She, she was showing me the conversation. I was blown away by like the, like the clarity of the conversation. Mm. Like, you know, she was able to ask it questions and was able to relay it back. But essentially there was this whole tangent that they got off on about whether or not plants have like nervous systems and yeah. like like nerve endings mm. and um I, I remember reading some things that were just factually wrong like we looked it up and everything it, it just opened up a wider question about ai and misinformation right because if there's a bot that's scraping data from google it's not going to be accurate all the time it's not going to have that discernment to know yeah. like oh wait this is actually backed up by- right hmm. yeah there was like things about uh, people using the chat GPT to write papers and yeah, I all that hear stuff. a lot about that. And That's it's like the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that shit. And, you and it's like, like, yeah, it's cool, but if you a, you know go plus, through a, go through it all, there's like in inconsistencies. inconsistencies, right? And yeah, misinformation. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just impressive because because like you said, twenty years from now, it's gonna be. It's going to be like indistinguishable from a human intellect if we're referring to that exponential increase of technology that you were referring to with the pyramids and to the cell phone you had 20 years ago. Like 20 years from now, ChatGPT is going to be like an office. Yeah. And I, ha- <laughs> I have this dystopian vision of a bunch of like just humans. Lying in like liquid-filled stasis pods. It's a whole mind with their dude. all their orifices plugged up, and they're just like <laughs> thinking into Chat GPT and like talking to each other that way, and not experiencing human touch. I'm just chilling in my I cryo wish that tank. Yeah, uh, no, you, uh, <laughs> wait kidding. twenty years, brother. It's, <laughs> yeah. So, Brendan, yeah. Now, um, since we're kind of like skipping along the lines of like AI and all that stuff, uh, when it comes to music, do you see anything? Like, I know there's, like, the open AI. Any right? red flags. Any red flags. Any future possibilities. Producer to producer to you as well. Like, do you think it can, like, cross into music to help with, like, engineering, producing, or songwriting? Yeah. Um, there's already some software that's AI-driven, like Soothe, if you're familiar with that. That's an EQ that has, yeah, AI-driven... Um, it can it can determine what frequency should be removed, but with this whole AI art movement, um, it, it pretty much showed us that computers can build things that are, you know, physically uh, aesthetic. But I feel like the jump to music is going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, I don't know how you can replicate the human soul as it is pertaining to to music and like audio. So I think it will at some point 
become a problem for musicians, but I'm not sure. Uh, like I watched a YouTube video about there's like AI jazz, like oh, yeah, but like a few different. Um, it was like a Adam Neely, something like that. Yeah, yeah he's they got a put, great channel. Right, put a few uh, different bots and had it listen to like 800 hours of jazz and like try to replicate it. See what it co- yeah what comes yeah. out of the machine and, and it goes to like MIDI information and it I think some of it is is nice just kind of on happenstance but it's kind of random yeah I, I don't know how it's gonna look but I do think that is coming it's very like hello fellow humans sort of jazz right. music this or, is music this is music listen please enjoy you know? it there's a few plugins I know yeah soothe I yeah. I do live I love that plugin he's a lot um there's a couple of plugins more so on like uh they're they I think they're from like native instruments um it could be from Arturia where they kind of like work as like, okay, just press this randomized button and mm-hmm. then it will create maybe like very simple chord progressions. Yeah. Very simple melodies. That's right. what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. And it might not actually be based off of AI. I did see like an Instagram ad for like uh kind of like an iPad app that helps you write melodies mm-hmm. for those that just, you know, can't think of one. You can't think of one. So you could try this and you could think of and it can help make like a blueprint to what you want to use. But yeah, depending if it's like fully usable, depending on, you know, how it sounds to you, it could just be, yeah, it could just be very like, hello, this is jazz. Right. Duh. Yeah. I don't know at what point that would be considered cheating or, or not really you because people that grew up in the era of analog recording, um, a lot, I mean, I hear a lot of the, you know, people from that era kind of calling what we do cheating, using digital equipment, using DAWs and, and different software. Really? <laughs> Dinosaur. And so I don't know if, if the implementation of AI would make what we're doing more or less legitimate. I, I get I have a fear of like, OK, so. When Auto-Tune came around, mm-hmm. I think the first big hit for that was that Cher song. You know, the, mm. like, do you believe in love? Oh, love? Sure. Like, that was, like, the one of the first implementations of Auto-Tune. Mm-hmm. I, somebody out there, correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, ever, ever since then, and it's not been, like, a meteoric rise of it, but over time... You know, T Pain got famous oh, yeah. for sounding like a damn robot himself. Yeah, Akon, Akon, both really good singers. Yeah, both amazing, amazing singers without it. Yeah, you know, but like it was a stylistic choice. It was a stylistic yeah. choice. Turn that shit to a hundred. But yeah. so, like, people outside of those, you know, artists outside of those two examples that can actually sing use the auto-tune it thusly conditioned society and the music consumer Mm. to have their ear tuned to that yeah and i worry with like you know say an ai music creation software um something tasked with doing that that the more music that like slips under the radar of like this this new hit song that comes out who wrote it some girl in California, mm-hmm. you know, but actually it was user dot one one two 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 server right. in the basement in Washington <laughs> D.C. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I, like, I think that that's going to start happening, 
I know it's kind of pessimistic. Almost like a one button type of thing where it's just like I think lyrics are going to get to that point make, sooner oh, than, than anything else. Cuz they already video content. Are there. Video content is like that too. Yeah. Like, there's like a very good case study about just a lot of YouTube videos and it could be misinformation or whatever um that are sort of cheating when it comes to like just creating news and, you know, stuff, propaganda. Yeah, right. it's just machine curated. Yeah, uh, cuz Again, like when you have the entirety of the internet and that and thusly pretty much the entirety of written history as the thing you're pulling from on like the AI end, there is the human experience, the experiencer of the human experience. But if society is already on if if society is already on its way to be like fine tuned and um, have a proclivity for perfection, then like, I don't know, the your garden variety singer songwriter is gonna have to do some crazy shit, like like set their hair on fire on stage in order to like That'd be pretty cool. I mean, hey, live Michael Jackson did it. Yeah, live performances ain't going away. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think. Yeah, that's something that can't be replicated. Holograms? People don't like holograms. Yeah, some people do. Yeah, I think it's cool in some cases. That's but cheap as shit. It's not a, just yeah, say, it's, like that is not cool. Not a good substitute Tupac? for a live performance. Yeah, yeah. like bring Tupac back from the dead. Yeah, or like Michael Jackson. I remember get... him looking pretty rough too. Yeah, I mean he looked. It was P.S. Tupac. Yeah, you, you know? <laughs> that's pretty good. Thanks, bro. He had, he had the eight bit going on, but dude. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's it's only gonna get better. And like we say now, isn't it ridiculous that like, you know, fucking people would go and watch some light show essentially of Michael Jackson doing, like, beat it from the eighties, and then like changing garb maybe throughout the show. That'd be impressive. But part of me is like, fuck you. Like that's who understandable. Do you, who do you think I am? Yeah, you know, give me like a real person. Yeah, right. It's like playing a video in classroom as like a way to go through the day quicker. Yeah. Whereas the teacher. Yeah. And in mm -hmm. that case, you're not paying potentially like $600. Exactly. To watch a video. You're but cutting it, cost. Yeah. If it's like 15 bucks to fill up. But at the same time, if you're at the top of a stadium and the person you're seeing and you paid 300 bucks to go see is like that big, it's tiny. It, it's not a huge difference, but. It still is a difference. I, I want to. I want to see the motherfucker sweat rice. on stage. <laughs> I want his sweat or her sweat to be left on the stage, accessible for licking. Yeah, for licking up. Okay, <laughs> that's a joke. I don't like licking sweat. We're gonna hold you to that. Okay, it's gonna please, be clipped. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, I, I kind of worry about music. But as I, I'm holding to what you said initially, which is like, you know, the human spirit is something that, like, can't really be replicated. Yeah, and I, I think there's always a way to make something new, make something that's exciting and fresh. Even though we have a lot of saturation, just the amount of people that are involved in making music. Yeah. Mm. I think there's always ways that you can cross different things together. And that's what it's. That's what the game is essentially. Is like, yeah. what new thing can you create? Right. Based on all the, sh the stuff that I like, like, 
based on all of my influences from when I was an infant. Developing, yeah. To like right now, you get your unique sound from pulling from different parts from different mm -hmm. ones of those things. Um, and I think that might be where, you know, the computer starts to lose pace with potentially human, yeah you know definitely i don't know about you guys but i i have trouble kind of like i'm kind of curious how do you guys listen to music will it be albums will it be a bunch of artists will it be a single artist at a time like what's your turnover rate for listening to artists perhaps uh so i'm one of the few people that still collects cds nice i actually are in that closet over there based and think <laughs> Uh, yeah, so when it comes to that, yeah, I would just pop it in and listen to the whole thing. Why I have the CDs versus Spotify is because maybe I just find like a really close connection to this album mm -hmm. or this album has like some really fire songs that mm -hmm. I want to I want to like hold on to it almost. So there's my argument for having it. So how like a I, physical thing. Yeah, but okay. how I listen to it, um, for me, and uh, it's just been mostly through singles unless there's like an album that... yeah. I've been told I need to hear through. Like Igor, for example, was one of the albums that I had to listen through from oh, yeah. beginning to end. Uh, a couple of a couple of the other uh, Talented Creators uh, songs. Um, but other stuff that's very like niche, very underground, is it usually is like just one song, but then it's like, let me pull the curtain back and let me hear like some of their older stuff. Yeah. Before I for start. Context. Yeah, before I start that, if you load up Spotify and has like the immediate first few songs because those are the most popping songs i would actually just go back to like you know first album and just kind of like understand get like, a baseline mm -hmm. how we got yeah. here right mm -hmm. exactly yeah 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 you not to uh sound like some old dude but like it seems like the older you go with music the more it is about like this album yeah is a time capsule absolutely uh, like of which we have made of of like which was made purposefully. Yeah, you know? singles are still pretty new mm. as a concept. Yeah, for sure. Um, and if you were li to listen to a full album today, I feel like it'd be lacking in cohesion. Because mm -hmm. like going back to the little Yachty album, like it it is good. I will on the record say like solid B plus for me because I just was pleasantly surprised. But the amount of cohesion throughout it. I don't know. To me, to me, it wasn't really. Well, my thing with that album is that he, I don't think, had a huge part in it. It was mostly. The people surrounding Yeah, him. it was mostly 20 producers kind of like doing a lot of the legroom. It's cool mm. that his interests are aimed towards that. Yeah. And he's yeah. doing more singing. I think it's more indicative more. of that as like, you know. Yeah. He's opening, broadening his horizons. A lot. Yeah. And that's really cool that he's turning a lot of people on to that type of music. And doing a lot of the things that Tame Impala and yeah, dude. people like King Gizzard are doing. Oh, yeah. He's for sure getting in there. Like some of the, you know, uh, back masking kind of shit, like um, reversing samples and, yeah. you know, noise stuff that he yeah. was doing in the middle. I was like, dude, this guy. And using the, the auto-tune, again, as a creative tool. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. There's some moments in there that are, are really interesting. But the point of me asking about the different listen, the listening styles is that... I'd say full album, by the way. Full album. Full yeah, album. I think that has a really big impact on how you make and perceive music.
Mm-hmm. I think that for me, it's really hard to identify what influence I'm pulling sometimes because I, I'm really ADHD mm. with my music. I, I won't listen. I'll, I'll have difficulty listening to the same song twice in like a several month period. Really? Yeah, it's really hard for me to Holy like. Holy shit! Yeah, I'll I'll come back to stuff as you know, a few times, but like I can't like. So you're have saying listening to a song and then the next day. Sometimes it's really hard for me. Okay. Unless mm. it's something that I'm like, wow, if I'm it's studying really something yeah. or if it's something that really just inspires me, but like I'll, it'll be hard for me to latch on to any artist. Hmm. And I I think that kind of gives me some flexibility with working with people because I'm not honed into one specific sound yeah and i'm not like grounded to that but there's a give and take i think in that sort of sense yeah there's a, there's, i'm the same on the opposite side if you're listening to the same thing constantly there is like a probably a, a jack of all trades benefit to that mm-hmm. where it's almost like as you listen as you're working with a specific artist who is of a specific t- style you can vacation in their realm absolutely for a little while. Yeah, for sure. I'll list, I'll try to listen as much as I can to somebody's interests. Like if I have somebody now that's really interested in Frank Ocean. So I'm going through his discography at my own pace and just kind of seeing what makes Frank Ocean stand out as an artist, mm. which is quite a bit, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, ca- how can you... Uh, okay, so a question for you is like, what's your ratio of listening to music for the study um you know professionally calculation reference tracks all that stuff versus just purely enjoyment a lot of times it overlaps um i would say at max it's probably 50 50 uh usually it's more for enjoyment and for inspiration than um than, than professionally but i'm sure you guys experience it as musicians it's kind of hard not to analyze whatever you're listening to oh yeah or like if you even if you're just very casually enjoying something and a cool chord pops out or like a really cool like melody like you got to notice it as a musician oh yeah yeah then you break it down you start Tread singing reverse it engineer in yeah. yeah dude if i'm at yeah. Publix, and oh yeah like some shit comes over the sound like yeah some cool like tritone substitution oh, yeah. you're like oh like, yeah I've, I do that so many yeah. times. I yeah. smile when there's a key change. Oh, my that's, God. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, it's a lost art. Everyone around you is like, what? What's going on? <laughs> 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 this guy's in the produce aisle yeah, and dude, just, he's busting down. Busting down. <laughs> Funkin', dude. Yeah. It, 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 I agree with you that like it's hard to turn off the the nerd inside you. Yeah. That's like... Wonder how they got that kick, or like <laughs> right. the tone on that snare, yeah. You know? But which like, synth are they using? Yeah, yeah. but that—that's it. I feel like it's a testament to tr- like true artistry when the music harmonically maybe is like super simple, but it's still, hmm, it just feels right. It feels right. I'm I'm yeah. I've come over the hill on my opinion on like classic singer songwriter music because mm-hmm. for the longest time that shit was just like. Uh, <laughs> four chords yeah cool right. bud yeah like same drum groove the entire time yeah or, it, very, it's about the vocal it's about the vocal and it's about the story being told yeah and like i'm just now 
at like 28 years old being like oh that's what that guy was saying or that's what that yeah lady was saying it's taken me a long time to because i don't listen to vocals like me not at all and it's 10 percent of the time and i'm noticing this in rapping too like the more that you you pay attention to it the more you, you tune your ear to kind of figure out what they're saying and it very slowly over time it's been just a process of understanding that the vocal is in a lot of cases the most important thing by far you ask any listener yeah that's all they remember a lot of people i wonder what the actual split is or like if there's a a poll or some sort of survey to see how many people out of 100 listen to the lyrics versus the music first Mm. I'd say what kind of what sticks to, to the listener, it's yeah. got to be like a 70 30 split. I think it probably is. I think it's definitely majority like lyric slash vocal. Yeah. Listener. Cause like anytime I've played anywhere or like been in a band where like we were playing somewhere out and the mix uh instrumentally is mm-hmm. like sick and mm-hmm. it's all dialing and stuff and we're jamming and coming off stage i've heard a couple times like well, what was the singer saying like oh really yeah i've never heard to anybody that, ask that to that level no no no. like wow like well that that was cool like you guys sounded good but like what what were, what were they talking what about? are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, what are you talking fuck? about bro who cares <laughs> did, did you hear that you know but yeah, yeah. some people want to be spoken to i guess so yeah i guess so they want they, i mean because that's their um that's sort of their passage into the music yeah that's right. like their come along now you know yeah, like, come this way i love stories in music that are like immediately identifiable like okay we're going on a journey yeah that's so yeah. true For i sure. was just doing a sound tech shift um where i forget his name charlie something he's an older blues guy and he uh what's the song it's a it's a song about um i need a jelly for my biscuits and i got myself in a jam and it's like a metaphor for hey. cheating on a man's wife <laughs> with or excuse yeah. me having relations with a woman and coming face to face with the husband's shotgun uh, essentially okay got himself in a jam yeah and just like the uh, the, the opening lines were like okay we're going on a yeah, we're going on a wild ride we're right, listening now. right now yeah this I, I love that yeah it's, yeah it's pulled in that's the hardest thing for me musically it's like somewhat of the artistry that i do is like you know, these words are just for me. It's just like yeah, filling in the notes. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't really necessarily care about the words. Yeah, but if you can do clever stuff with lyrics, um, like there's a there's a old Saint Vincent song from like her first album. It's called "Marry Me," and the whole like chorus is "Marry Me, John." You know, um. And during the bridge, it comes to a part like breaks down, and she says, um, "Oh John, come on, we'll do what Mary and Joseph did, without the kid." <laughs> you know, and like Hard. that's just like, oh, you know, like that's pretty sick. Uh, and like, you know, maybe it's like cheeky and ironic and stuff, but I don't know. I look for those sort of things. Oh yeah, now. I I have a, I tend to. I like that more now. Yeah, the lyrics give 
artists the ability to turn words and phrases on their head in creative ways. Yeah. And in rap, that's huge. That's something that's like that's the that's the name of the game. To to say something that everybody's been saying, but in a completely different manner, mm -hmm. is is what gets you noticed. I feel like. Do you notice that uh, with with perception? Yeah, perception is a, a a super. He's a he's a rapper's rapper. He's somebody that's has studied the game, and it, it is just really talented at displaying what rap should be in my opinion and just mm. like the the roots you know he he is super metaphorically adept and he just knows how to make certain phrases sound good in a pocket okay and so yeah i, I love kind of he's been an instrument that i've been kind of breaking down he's been like a, a vessel for me to kind of understand heck yeah a dude. bit of that what have you um have you sort of reverse engineered his style? I'm sure. I'm sure you guys have at some point talked about interests in artists. Like, what rapper you know mm -hmm. inspired you? But like, who do you hear in him? Um. Well, he talks a lot about Lupe Fiasco. Oh, Dude, yeah. Lupe yeah. is like top three. I was actually just listening to them today. Dude, yeah. he's like one of the best lyricists ever to bre draw breath on this earth. It's it's kind of ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. Like all the listeners out there. Listen to Lupe Fiasco. Even the hits. Like, oh, yeah. His hits, he's got like fucking quadruple entendres. Oh, yeah. On, dude. Like every line. Every line. For like a minute and a half. And he's just pulling them out of his ass. Oh, yeah. It, it's some people, it's just so effortless. It's really impressive to see how people's brains work because every rapper is kind of a different um, style and approach to, to lyrics and, and rhyming. And mm -hmm. it's just really cool to see such a diversity. And how yeah. people perceive music. I'm sorry, perceive words and language in general. Yeah. So so you say, like, uh, you think perception holds Lupe Fiasco as somewhat of a North Star? Yeah. Uh, Sep is from Philly, and so there's a lot of Philly and, like, Northeast influence. Gotcha. Um, he, could, he could talk a lot better about his influences than I could, but he, uh, yeah, I think he did a song with one of the Roots members. Oh, like sick. Malik B. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. So, I don't know if they're from the Northeast, but... I think so. Philly knows Philly. Probably. Sure. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, in what's been your favorite experience working with him? With him? Perception. With Perception? Yeah. Um, working on his album was great. Um, the I, I have a few tracks on that album coming up. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, well, we did a, a a show not too long ago where we did live tracks for his songs and just kind of like hearing him play live is always super enticing to me. Yeah. Perform live. Um, single best thing. We, well, the first time I met him was uh, at uh, one of our house shows for Speakeasy. He came with Katara. Oh, sweet. And, uh, there's this dude just standing in the corner throughout the party. Uh, or just like I would see him occasionally like here and there just talking to people. And uh, then he went up on stage with guitar. I'm like, holy shit. Like, okay. Like this guy can rap. Yeah. And so not too long after that, me and him and Eric had a, a session. And that's actually where we made that song that was released at uh, 4 a.m. on Kennedy. We made that like one of the first times we met. That's sick. And um, 
he played with us at the next house show. He mm. performed with us. And um, then shortly after that, we had him for the uh, Floridian Social Club as well. And so performing with him is always like my favorite. Performing with rappers Sick. is just awesome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always like to see a rapper play with like a live band. Yeah. And a lot of that is kind of happening now. A lot of people um, have been expressing interest in playing with full bands. Yeah. And I think that's the way to go if you're a rapper, honestly. Absolutely. It, tracks can be cool under the right circumstances, but nothing's going to beat like a real, real drum kit, like just blowing energy into a crowd. Yeah. And people, performances, yeah. dynamics. You, you get just a lot more emotional kind of connection can be made. And I, I love doing that sort of thing. I'll do that for as long as I can. Going yeah. back into the releasing of music, mm -hmm. um, 4 a.m. on Kennedy, really awesome tune. Thank you. Um, please, everybody, go listen. We'll be tagging all this stuff in the description. And so going to just releasing music, and one thing you mentioned about like, sort of like the ADHD in you about like not sticking to songs. Right. Uh, how do you feel about when the job is done or when the album or the EP is done, do you ever go back to some of those old tunes as either for reference or for enjoyment? There's artists that will brag about not listening to their older work or going back to it. It's almost like once the... Once the championship has been met, there's no need to <laughs> right. have it on the wall. Yeah. Mm. Or like, you know, put stuff in storage. Mm -hmm. Don't even think about it. Just like, you know, be focused on the current stuff. Um, any thoughts on your end? I take a, yeah, I'll take a big breath. I'll take maybe like some cases. I'll, I'll listen to a song whenever it gets released for, you know, like the next day or so. I'll just kind of like be like, okay, done. Thank goodness. But then I probably won't touch it for, you know, some time. I wanna, I wanna let it breathe, so that when I come back to it, I can appreciate it a little bit. Mm. But like with that song, the mix on it, I did myself, and I, I, it's hard for me not to like go back and see what I did before, and like, ah, oh, I could have done that better, like right? This or that. But um, no, I don't have any like posh feelings about that. I, I don't, I don't really. Um, mind the imperfections. It's just kind of something that I, I don't really listen to my own work for. Yeah, at least a little while. Yeah, because in some ways, depending on like deadlines or whoever yeah. you have in the room, A and R's or other executive producers, it kind of just needs to like be out there. I need more of that. I need more people holding me accountable. Yeah. <laughs> well, I need deadlines. You and me, brother. Don't yeah, we all, brother. <laughs> Music yeah. takes a long time. Yeah, it definitely or can rather. It can yeah. I that's like my biggest like. Like when will this just become more efficient? Like this, <laughs> right. Like when will I just be able to pump pump out music? And there's a lot of feelings that go on in the room, and like you were just explaining, you know, right into our intro about not being, you know, don't take things personal. Just yeah. If it if it's not the time, it's not the time. Yeah. And yeah, I dude, uh, I definitely like I see it in you a lot so that's like really good and you know again we really really appreciate having you here for sure I discussing all this stuff yeah. the little inner workings yeah i'm gonna flip carlos's question have you listened to something not so much as like when you finish something would you, would you go back to listen to it 
but like have you finished something gone back to listen to it and been like damn like i kind of killed that shit yeah right? yeah like, definitely um because you're not like when you when you're making something and especially when you're mixing and mastering it you, you hear it so often that you lose objectivity yeah you're just mm -hmm. hearing Ear fatigue. Yeah, you just have ear fatigue, and and the longer you take away from something, I think the more you can appreciate it for the writing and for the actual production. Like, yeah, yeah. For me, I get stuck on the mix sometimes, and I just I I don't as clearly see like the vision the longer mm. I push into a project. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Cut in the grooves there. Yeah, those breaks are so important. Ooh, big time, bro. Especially when you're making it, making the music. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta get back to equilibrium, right? To, in order to effectively do whatever you're gonna do. Yeah, for sure. I um, a lot of times won't listen to anything in the car. I don't know if you guys can relate, but like I, just sometimes I I really when I when I quit my job to do music full time, my biggest concern was like, well, what if I just burn out and like I don't enjoy music anymore? Because I've heard of that happening to people and. You know, people that just like only focus on that and then they just can't play music. They can't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But uh, at this point, I'll kind of know when I need to take a break and when I need to just let my ears rest and reset. But sometimes it's kind of hard if you're going late, if you're just like doing things back to back to back and you need your ear like that. That's like a, a huge thing that I always tell people that are just starting in production to do is just make sure you're, you're not listening to too much. Yeah, and be be able to enjoy silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um to think of it as like a, a burnout. I would imagine it's kind of a bummer, right? But like, I don't know. You, you, I'm sure there's like you have to relegate music as a concept to like somewhat half work, half play, half passion. Yeah. You know, definitely. So, like, if you were an electrician, you wouldn't be going home and working on fuse boxes. <laughs> I hope not. That, sounds, hope that not. sounds miserable. Yeah, right. Fix your own fuse boxes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's okay. But you know, you're not. Um, you could get burnt out on anything. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. If you over, if you overdo it. So, like, you you counteract that through not listening to music in the car or, or just needlessly when you don't have to. And, and asking for payment when I need to, if it's something that I don't I implicitly enjoy, there's no reason to do it without getting paid. Bitch better have my money is what Brendan Porter says. I'm, I'm collecting. <laughs> I'm collecting. <laughs> going around. You better have, you yeah. better have that shit. These checks better not bounce is what Brendan <laughs> said. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the, um, that's, I admire that quality to just be like, give me the money now or this shit doesn't happen. That's. And there's compromises that you can I mean, make too. Yeah, Something but... I watched a really good video. I think it might have been Dave Pensato or, or some legendary engineer was talking about how you don't always have to take payment and money. There's transactional value in a lot of different things you can do. You can somebody can buy you a plug-in that mm. will assist in the process of whatever you're making. That's smart. There's there's different things that can be done. Um you can exchange 
favors. You can have some if if I need somebody to lay down guitar. Yeah. I can I can call upon favors and stuff like that. Like I think barter. every musician should have some sort of like self worth assessment that yeah. goes into transaction. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the hardest thing for me, dude, is like asking for money from, from Yeah, somebody. it's uncomfortable like, for yeah. a lot of people. But I'm sure the more you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah, if... I mean it's something you you have talent and you should be receiving something for your time yeah you know mm -hmm. yeah unless you're just trying to get better at something and you're using whatever is practice like but, a portfolio building sort yeah of thing. yeah but nah, you're way past that point dude. it's been hard for me to navigate knowing when to get what but over time it's just a practice i think it's just kind of like you get used to having slightly difficult conversations yeah. And I've made mistakes. I, I have not been as transparent as I should have been, but it's it's definitely something that needs to happen and needs to happen in the scene so that more infrastructure is built yeah. around. Because that's what I, I feel like this area is lacking. It's infrastructure mm -hmm. to like make larger things happen. Yeah, everybody adhering to a, to a, a, a rule set of mm -hmm. sorts. And like a an order of operations. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're setting the precedent for it. I mean You're at least leading this army in a way. That's <laughs> such a inflation of my ego right there. Don't Accept don't even it. get me started. Accept it. No. Do you take the pain? Take it. Did no. um do you do any other thing outside of music that you are passionate about? You know, any like hobbies do you like to golf play laser tag man i wish i had more hobbies um good thing you said that oh yeah <laughs> going with cameron's question you can if you want to answer that first but i was mm -hmm. thinking about the same thing because you were just talking about uh being overworked and mm -hmm. stuff and yeah the hobby question gets brought up to a it's lot important. of people i know it's, it's more yeah. it's important you gotta you gotta cultivate some quality brendan time so yeah absolutely if you could narrow it down to one or two things that you do yeah i definitely do stuff what do i do even if it's like i go to the beach and i order my ties read a book <laughs> <laughs> read a book my yeah. hobbies include reading um that's pretty sick. no i don't read enough and definitely that doesn't qualify as a hobby yeah it does i mean well the amount that i do it does not qualify okay yeah. fair enough <laughs> <laughs> right um I, I do, gosh, you're going to make me look like a fool. Because as soon as I okay. walk out here, I'm going to be like, I have this whole thing that I do. Hey, we, we, <laughs> we, can, we can skip the question, Brendan. That's okay. No, 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 okay. no, no. Um, well, let me think. Deep in the memory bank. In the hot seat, we have Brendan. Deep in the cauldron that it is his. I'm going gonna, gonna to give a, a more concise answer. As soon as I'm going to interrupt a different question yeah. to hit okay. you with. Oh my God, I do woodworking. Okay. Oh, do you do woodworking? No, that's just a hypothetical. That'd be so cool, bro. That'd be I, fucking wild. Be I like, do love working with my hands. Yeah. Um, Same. I I, I want to kind of at some point get into like like auto repair, like that okay. that sort of thing. You know, like Hell I like yeah. I like working with like mechanical stuff. Yeah. And like, um, I did at one point do a little bit of metalworking, and I really like that. 
I'll try every now and again to do some visual art, but it's it's nothing more than like a practice just to kind of make me feel a little bit connected. Yeah. With art. History. That's really important. And yeah. It's really uh, insightful that you mentioned up a mechanic. Mm hmm. I don't know the right term for it. I'm sure I talked about this with you, Cameron, at some point, or one of my friends, where it's kind of like, you know, we have our parents, they kind of like stem this uh, upbringing of learning how to fix stuff. Yeah. And right. In a way, yeah, I mean, we kind of like grew up where it's like, Dad, can you fix this for me? And it's just Very like, handy do people. They, they'll show it, do it That's yourself, great. all that That's stuff. That's really, really powerful. And putting something to that. together that you can see in front of you. So yeah. you open up that engine, something's not working. I've had that moment when I first got my car. I was like, really? damn, yeah. I want to learn how to like figure this out myself. And then you keep that with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's interesting. It's empowering. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is empowering. And it's something I think this generation is lacking in because of a lot of the things that we use commonly are inaccessible from like a mechanical standpoint and yeah it's becoming that yeah and the, i mean the, we have a reliance on youtube and, and things like that which i mean is is a blessing it is oh yeah because you yeah. don't say you didn't have a dad who could show you how to like <laughs> there's oh, channels for that yeah, yeah. They, they will I'll be, be your dad your yeah. <laughs> they'll be your father right um but no there, there's channels for that i guess it, it the only thing you lack in that instance is the like one-on-one -on -one looking somebody in the eye yeah being, more of a got it versus a screen yeah versus like a, a mentor yeah. mentorship yeah, yeah. mentorship's really important i need that too man i need a mentor don't we especially all? for music Shh. yeah Telling me brother oh yeah i want to get into blacksmithing blacksmithing would be oh, yeah. dope That'd be sick. I don't know how practical it'd be. Not at all. But no, no practicality whatsoever. But I want to be able to hone throw a blade. metal into fire. That's pretty. <laughs> I need to hone. A blade. <laughs> I need to hone a blade, dude. I want to get a fucking yeah, long dude, sword. Yeah, right. blades. <laughs> yeah, I want to slice a door in half. Wordsmiths. Yes. Yeah. I would do it. That'd be cool. I mean, yeah, mentorship, trades, crafts. I want to build a like a like a bunker and like homesteading. You should probably do that pretty soon. I know a bunker. Have your home studio in there. Wall of guitars, yeah. all concrete. All Terrible concrete. acoustics. Or just, just like, <laughs> yeah, that's awful in there, dude. But Skynet, Safe. Skynet gives us very limited options, and we're making what we can. Buy that here. land, folks. Dude, man. You hear about the cemetery that just got bought? It's like a Tampa cemetery that I don't know the, the situation exactly, but it was foreclosed upon. The owner had died a few years ago. The city put it up for auction, and then the lawyer who put it up for auction didn't notice that there were two people bidding for the land. It was supposed to go back to public, some sort of public ownership. Oh. But instead, um, I think a, a developer ended up buying it in like 10 minutes. And it's going to be apartments, potentially. Uh, Who'd have guessed it, guys? More apartments. Yeah, it's right. It's like a horror blockbuster waiting to happen. Dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, that sounds like your shit's going to be haunted. Yeah, that's that's like a that's like the thriller music video. People yeah. are going to be <laughs> coming through the halls. Yeah, dude. right. Like dancing and shit. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. Next time on Ghost Watch. Dude. Yeah. Tampa's it, changing. 
think Pete's changing. Florida as a whole is changing. All the major metropolitan areas, yeah. people are coming in, in droves. Um, although I heard somebody say that like some of them are moving away or moving back. There's a lot of moving parts. I don't know. There's a don't lot of moving know. parts, but like, you know, the people that came here during like the whole COVID thing where it was like New York got crazy and yeah. California got crazy right. and they were just like, let us go somewhere where people aren't. Yeah, all like, the remote job people. All the remote job mm-hmm. people, exactly. Yeah. But I heard that, like, once they, I don't know what percentage of them moved here, got a taste of, like, the political landscape and just weren't, like, they just y- used it. to it. They right. were like, oh, hot but, temperature. You know, we're going yeah. back. They're not so crazy about the mask mandates up in New York anymore. So, like, let's go back. Which I'm all, hope, I'm all for. I hope people I leave. I am all <laughs> for that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah less dude. traffic. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, uh, I, I just, I wish more of these tourist dollars were getting converted into like entertainment, like mm. industry building, yeah. sort of dollars. It could, it could very well if it was just allocated correctly. You yeah. Know? And also the fact that like maybe infrastructure too is kind of important because like I heard the St. Pete sewage system is not. No, that's Ready. been a problem for a long time. And the more buildings that get built in the downtown area, the more those big skyscrapers, the worse that issue becomes. Yeah, dude, right? everybody shits. Everybody shits. What part of uh, St. Pete do you live in? I Right now, I live up on the Gandhi, so oh, I'm pretty far north. Yeah, he's like a couple blocks from me. Okay. Are you really that close? It's like 71st Avenue and 4th Street. Oh, nice. Not super far. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, Before that, I lived downtown, like right in the... Center. In some so Bruce yeah. Wayne ass high rise apartment, dude. <laughs> Were you there for? Have you seen my? <laughs> yeah, that's where we did Big House. That's right. Yeah, that was great. That was a great time. I was blessed with very thick walls. Yeah, it sounded great. It was whatever we recorded sounded awesome. Yeah, I I, I missed that location quite a bit, but yeah. we'll get back there. Oh yeah, but uh, Carlos, since you did the intro, do you want to do the outro or? Uh, this episode is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace. <laughs> Skillshare. Skillshare and Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens and all that stuff. Liquid IV. Uh, uh, if you guys do decide to send a check over to us, oh, we'll take it. Yeah. This is as much as a serious promise we're going to do. doors down. We'll take the fucking check. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brendan, for all the listeners, where can we find your stuff, your music? Speakeasy. All that. Speakeasy's uh, on Spotify and Apple Music. You just type in Speakeasy, and because there's a lot of them, you could type in Grapefruit right after that. It's our number one song on Spotify right now. Um, my stuff is, you listen to 4AM on Kennedy. That's a song released a few months ago with Perception. Um, follow me on Instagram at Brendan Porter, B-R-E-N-D-O-N-P-O-R-T-E-R. He's also got an OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. $64 a month. $69 one picture. $69 a month. That's a, that was just a missed, missed uh, it's joke okay. on my end. It's wow. okay, dude. I'm sitting on the sidelines. I'm hey. not even in the game. <laughs> DM him a smiley face and you'll get a nice surprise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, But please pray for my <laughs> grandmother, though. Like, I was serious. Yeah, I wonder how long that was written ago and if she's been found yet. I don't know. There was a blood smudge on it. I, too, am curious. Uh, There was... <laughs> I don't know. I love this. You know. You should frame it. I Dude, will. Could I keep this? If you want to. Yeah. Dude. She I mean, 
new speakeasy lyrics. I feel like you should use this bit for like every podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What bit are you talking about, Brendan? Um, But yes, (laughs) I am gone off them. (laughs) (laughs) Tripping my dick off. I put a really, um, uh, you know, my grandmother put a really problematic word in there at one point, and it was, you know, not my finest moment. I wonder if I can find it. It's on the second paragraph. Just take a little look, see. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was reading everywhere except for where that where it is. She yeah. was she was in a high emotional state at the time, and she's she was born in a different time. Let's not let's not judge her too harshly. Okay, uh, we can't. really good. Yeah, thank you. Good uh, <laughs> thank you to my grandmother. I, I was prepared for a very sincere like outpouring of love from your grandma. I guess in some me way. Me too. Me too. Yeah, but. I don't know what she's doing nowadays. I'm going to give her a call because I'm really worried about her. But um, my name is Cameron Dorsey. My co-host, Carlos Reyes, the lovely Brennan Porter. Thank you for being here, man. Thank you for having me. Anytime, brother. This is the Blank Sutra Podcast. You all have a lovely evening. Bye-bye.